Support for For The Players, the pop culture as PlayStation podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code FTP at au.manscaped.com. If my math is correct, and it might just be, that's about 8 million balls. For the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is for the players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast. With over 40 years of playing PlayStation and 10 plus years in the game's media compartment, I want to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on Australian Eastern Time on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, you can. Come and check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join us as the conversation happens, head over to twitch.tv slash popcultures, where you can watch us record this show live, where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can by telling your friends, telling your family about this PlayStation pod. If you are listening to us on podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you are watching on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. And if you want to support us financially, can at patreon.com slash popcultures, as well as our merchandise store, popcultures.com slash shop, where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it or... You can help support the brands and help support us just like Manscaped. If you head over to au.manscaped.com, use promo code FTP, save yourself 20% off and get free worldwide shipping. But we'll have more to say about that shortly. Max, you'd think for uh, our 250th episode, we would A, not stumble through the intro, and two, have put some effort in. Um, Turns out, we did not. Is it really 250? It is. It is 250. Yeah, well, I threw myself out like a moron. And, uh, you know, we recovered in the end. We got there. We yeah. got there. Still only one take, which is a rarity for us. It's true. It's true. But yeah, no, you've, uh, yeah, 250 episodes. Um, we probably should have done some sort of like ceremony, some rigmarole. But we didn't. Instead, we're sitting here recording. Um, you know, it's just more of the same. Well, you know what they say, if it ain't broke, fix it and break it. Yeah, it will look, uh, th- that implies that what we do isn't broken, uh, and it's perfect, and that does not need tweaks, it very probably does. But anyways, we're recording on a Sunday night again, which seems to be, I think I think that's probably going to be the go moving forward. I think Sunday nights are probably the switch, anyone that is uh, listening li- uh, not live on the YouTubes or the podcast, uh, sat Sunday nights, 8pm is normally the go-to. Uh, moving forward, I think, with uh, our changes in routines and etc., Tim's becoming more and more frequent for a Sunday Arvo, Sunday evening, sorry. And mm. uh, you, it, you seem to be giving it the big thumbs up. Yeah, I mean, it, like like I said earlier, just before we started recording the show, it does it does allow me that um, the the day to kind of get through some stuff with the family yep. and all that all that stuff, and then you know I get to put my kid to bed and and then come party. I do like the, the pops here after dark. I mean, I know it makes things difficult for you because you're you're the one who has to go and edit the edit the show afterwards. Maybe this maybe this will help um, rein in some of your rantiness because you'll only be hurting yourself now <laughs> if you rant for too long. <laughs> I, I I see where you're coming from, and I I uh, don't disagree. But uh, no, like it's I I like the Sunday because as you similar to yourself, like I. You know, my my weekends getting busier than they ever have been before, and especially now that I have time that I am able to spend with my son, mm. um, so that takes priority. And then with now me working the wrestling shows, so they they come in as well, and and they tend to be Saturdays, and I only get my son on a on a Friday, so you know all that. And then by Sunday night, like all right, cool, that's uh, then we can make that work. Except for right now, so this, we talk about what how our week has been, so. 
Last night, there was the uh, the DMDU, the show that I work for, uh, did a show here in Geelong, um, which was cool, which was really fun. Uh, and it, the pack up was really quite quick and it didn't take too long. It was quite nice. But then everyone came around to my place again and we just kind of had a good time until about 3.30 in the morning. And then I got woken up at like 8 by my kid in a video call. And then I, well, and then I, I didn't answer. I was like, Hah. and then I wake up at like 45 minutes later and then I answered it and then the, my day started. So I'm a little bit tired. It's a little bit all tired. So <laughs> my, the idea of a late Sunday, not the best. My, my sleeping schedule is kind of whack on, um, on Friday. Um, my wife, uh, Fridays are my wife's audios. Yeah. So I normally get to sleep in, but we went to the Lego store up in Melbourne oh, this yes. week. So I stayed awake. So I pulled a 24-hour, went to work, got in the car. I fell asleep in the car to Melbourne. I slept for about half an hour, woke up at Melbourne, ran around, went to the Lego store, managed to contain myself and not buy any Lego. Then why did you go to the fucking store? Well, Ali got some and Hadley got some. Uh, but the okay. only one that I wanted was like $500 redos and I just spent like $500 redos on Lego a couple of weeks back and I haven't made it yet because I'm going to wait till the house is till we move because yeah. it's going to be a bitch to move it, look, it, so, is, it is a like, bold it was a, ex- it was a good experience but like we got home at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon and I was just I was dead so I fell asleep and then I woke up and it was 8 o'clock at night and it was dark and I was all disoriented because I don't normally wake up in the dark and then I'm like oh shit I'm going to have to stay up all night to get my sleeping back on schedule and then by midnight I passed out again <laughs> I slept for like 13 hours <laughs> <laughs> and now i'm all just i'm, I'm all just jacked because everything's everything's out of whack and my schedule's been completely thrown off and and yeah. now you've got to push through because you've got work in a couple hours a time for yeah you got work in a couple hours it's gonna be great woohoo woohoo mm, back at it so look i i understand why you didn't buy anything from the lego store but why do you have to have such a taste in Lego that is in the hundreds of dollars. Have you have you bought Lego before? Because like a, no, no, but I'm, I mean, because you're like all in the hundreds of dollars. Yeah, but I mean that in terms of you're like what well, you like. You seems like you've only got the the high end taste. We're talking like the five hundred pluses. I mean, to be fair, I have I have five of the uh, the under one hundred dollar Lego Lego heads. That's not that's not that yeah, that's not that that's out true. of out of place. I mean, I saw like two people walk out with the thousand dollar Titanic set, and I was like, "Oh, if only." Yeah, I'm way too poor to go there. I'm way too poor to think about going there. I mean, it was good fun. I mean, to be fair, it cost me forty dollars in fucking parking, so it's probably a good idea that I didn't Where buy did Lego. You park? In Melbourne Central, because we had Hadley and stuff, it was just easy to park as close as possible. All right, I'm going to tell you where to park. It cost you eight bucks. Ah, uh, yeah, the QV building. Not the QV building, but that'll work too. <laughs> well, to be fair, and I said this to Ali when we walked in, you get three hours of parking in Melbourne Central for six bucks fifty if you go to the movies. I said to Ali, I'm like, we should have just fucking bought a movie ticket for twelve bucks, and then paid six fifty for parking. It's, it would have been half the price that we paid anyway. Yeah. We've all came out in the end. We've been all nice. <laughs> all nice. But yeah, look, I've been, yeah, I'm still itching to build more Lego after building the, the, the tall neck. But sadly, yeah, I just, I just, the one, similar to yourself, it turns out I have a very similar taste in high-end Lego like yourself. As well, had, in, the, had the, I looked for the tall neck in the store, but they didn't have any, even in the, like the main Lego store. Cause that's what I would have gotten had I, had it been there. But, um, unfortunately. Yeah, because I'm looking and I'm like, oh yeah, this one looks tempting. Oh nope, this oh this one looks pretty nope. It's uh, it, it's brutal, it's horrible. Mm. Can't do it. Mm. But really, what we should be doing instead of like you know time on Lego, we should be playing games, which I can tell you right now, Max. In terms of what I've been playing this week, I haven't. <laughs> it does get like that sometimes. Yeah. So uh, like, yeah, my week this week has been a week from hell. Uh, in terms of my brain just not wanting to function correctly so i've had uh yeah just a huge big depresso week so i just didn't really do anything um i'm just lucky i made it through the week really so 
you know, if like, did I play any games? No, nah. cool, but I'm still here. And uh, you know, look, I played game dev story for about eight seconds, and I was like, ah, pfft. and then I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been playing Sniper Elite Five. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something. Now, I know for a fact that I'm probably not going to get through this game. The gimmick of the the, the slow x-ray nut shots are, are going to wear thin at some point. But for now, they're fucking awesome. Uh, so, I, I, inside, the, inside the settings menu, you can actually jack it up. So, it happens pretty much like 95% of the time that you shoot someone. It does that, that slow-mo cinematic x-ray. It's like the uh, fatalities in Mortal uh, Kombat. Yeah, yeah, essentially. Um, and they're, they're great fun you know I've saved a few sent a few years messages I'm like haha this is hilarious look I shot this guy's nuts and they exploded or check it out I shot this guy's face off literally his jaw just comes flying off and they've all got these weird blank stares on their face as they're getting shot and I have no idea what's going on in the story to be honest with you like I'm just enjoying running around I think I'm in France, <laughs> running around the countryside just shooting, <laughs> shooting dudes. So one of the things that the the team at Rebellion uh, have done with the Sniper Elite games is they it is a stealth game. It's like a stealth shooting game. The idea is for you to not get into co- into like extensive combat. Like you should eliminate everyone from a distance. Um, except one of the things they do is they kind of jack the realism up a little bit and have a, like, you know, bullet drop and wind and all these different factors. How are you finding all these additional realisms where you have, te- you know, you tend to play a bit more like, your, you know, you sort of free-for-all, like, but not quite those rules, shooters like Destiny, etc. I am 100% Rambo in this game. I get caught all the time. At the end of a mission, you get a combat report and it gives you like a, a cross section of like stealth versus uh, stealth versus loud and I think it's lethal and non-lethal. I'm right up in that lethal noisy, co- <laughs> in that lethal noisy um, corner. Um, well, that makes sense because even when we talk about bad. How, we play, but, how you play Horizon, it's just like, and just get in. <laughs> The bullet drop and the wind and stuff is fairly forgiving as long as you're like holding, you know, like using the in game mechanics of holding your breath to stop that sway. Generally speaking, you, you, you won't miss by much. Obviously, the further the shot, the harder it is to hit it, but generally speaking, it's not too bad. Mm-hmm. I am just playing on standard difficulty, so jacking that up would probably increase those, increase those things. Um, the AI, very smart. Mm-hmm. I mean, in game, it it does give you the all the markers that you need. So when you when you shoot someone and someone is around to hear it, it shows you a ping on the map of where the sound came from, and it'll it, it'll warn you whether or not you're being investigated. So you can kind of move away from the shot uh, from the space where you shot. So you can kind of lure them into a trap. Oh, it gives um, like, yeah, it gives like a little you know, hunch thing, isn't it? Yeah, so this is my f- I must this is my first um, foray into the into this series. So I don't know if these have been available in in, in previous um, numbered versions, but you can now booby trap bodies. So Ooh. when they come to investigate the body, the body will blow up. Like you can rig grenades and whatnot. Um, oh, that's bad. On their bodies, which is I don't remember. That, but I played Sniper Elite Four like six years ago, so I couldn't tell. You. I don't know if it's on my end or not, but you're you're wigging out on me hard. Mm, your end. Yeah, it's probably my yeah. end. That's all right. Um. So yeah, I, I'm I'm having a blast with it. It's good fun. Um. But yeah, I I have a I have a strong suspicion that I won't get through it purely because I have a feeling that the novelty of that that mechanic, which seems to be Sniper Elite's biggest selling point will just grow stale at some point mm. yeah it does tend to have like a shelf life before it starts to really you know lose its kind of oomph i guess yeah which is a bit rough but uh, look I, for that short window of time it is a ton of fun um even yeah even then you ah, i'll come back but it's one of those games you probably could pick up here and there and just jump in for a little bit and have a you know take a do a couple shots and then go ah, and then just wander off again you know what i mean come in and out yeah and then the other game i've been playing is uh destiny 2 mm-hmm. so uh tuesday this week launched the new season season of the haunted so uh power level increase 
Uh, a new dungeon was released on Friday, which mm-hmm. I haven't had a chance to do yet. I'm, I've I've gotten through most of it, but I'm not high enough level to to deal with it at the moment. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get back on that that weekly grind. Uh, so it's back to that week to week storytelling where a story mission will unlock every week to get um, to get through it. So they've they've brought back in the Leviathan, which was the ship that the um was the ship that first came out with the release of Destiny 2. So you're back fighting um, Kallus again, which is cool. Uh, it's this uh, it's this weird uh, dream nightmare scape uh, setting. So it's, it, it's very um, thematically dark and it's, it's kind of similar to um, the, uh, the upside down from Stranger Things, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Um, yeah, so I'm, you know, slowly grinding through that and getting back into that. Fantastic. That's good. But yeah, because like, uh, is there a, a new future, a big update for Destiny or everything kind of quiet for the moment? So this year, they're just doing seasons. I don't believe there's mm. like a major um, DLC, but with each of the new seasons, uh, they're revamping all the old... Um, class types so when uh witch queen first released they released what they referred to as void 3.0 where the void subclass has got a major overhaul Mm -hmm. to bring them in line with the stasis subclasses which they brought in with the previous uh dlc because the way they work is completely different to how um they originally worked there's there's new aspects there's new new grenade types new melee ability skills mm-hmm. so every time a new season comes in they're going to be revamping one of the one of the older <clears throat> uh elemental subgenres. so we've we've had void this one this one was solar so all the solar supers have been changed up a little bit how the how the classes work has been changed they've added um new mechanics in the the singed and the and the and the the um singed and ignite a scorch and ignite i think it is yeah, i think scorch yeah that, that, um, that rings a bell and then obviously next um next season in three months time we'll we should get the arc 3.0 update that will change that'll bring the the last subclass into line with the rest of them so it, it, it's cool it's like it's a sub- substantial update um but it, it it has gone back to that week to week storytelling of that um how they structured their seasons mm. as opposed to when witch queen dropped it had a whole new campaign to play through in one go this is that once you've done your weekly mission it's locked out until the next week weekly reset and then you get the next mission and okay. you go on from there so, so a little bit of a change of tactic there which is yeah yeah beautiful well yeah seeing as i played dick this week Kind of ends that in a bummer, and the, yeah, you've bumped it. Is that anything else of note? You mean pretty just that? Yeah, that's that's pretty much it, man. It's weird, um, like, as, as we discussed, like we have a backlog of games we really should be touching, and instead, uh, I'm playing nothing, and you are like just playing things here and there. Yeah. What do it, we need to do to reinvigorate ourselves to go back to what we've missed? I I don't I don't know what it is. Like I I you know. I will boot up Horizon, like you know, on a weekly occasion. Be like, maybe this is when I'm in the state, in the frame of mind to play it. But it's just, it's weird. Mm. Like I just, I just, it just hasn't clicked with me. And like, by all accounts, it, it with with how much I love the first game, it should be, it should be there. But I'm just, I don't know what it is. I'm just not feeling it. Yeah, no, I understand that too. And like, even the other day, I booted up Red Dead. You know, that's, that's the game that's been pulling me the most recently i'm like oh cool i want to play this yep sweet fun Ra- no even i played the I, other day it's like uh. i found myself lately becoming more and more of a social gamer where i'm not playing those single player games mm. I'm, I'm always like in a group playing with friends or at least in a chat and that that tends to get me oh, you've been doing that for, a, for as long as you've been on the show it's pretty much your main way yeah of but normally i can normally i can turn off and play a single player game mm and it's just lately I just yeah it's been weird mm. yeah like for me I've just I've yeah I've not uh, really been doing anything <laughs> uh, yeah I mean a, sometimes life does get in the way and 
it know, does. Things are things are pretty hectic at the moment, so yeah, that's so good. Look, speaking of hectic, let's uh, let's get into the ad read. Where's my button? There it is. Max, people as people may or may not be aware, the kind folk, the lovely people over at Manscaped do support this show each and every week, at least for the last couple uh, couple months. And that means we get to sit here and talk about all the things that they are offering. And as we are heading into the colder months, and every man knows that they don't look their best in the cold. But Manscaped is here to help help out you, fellas, and your fellas. With a well-trimmed bush, it won't matter how cold it is outside because you'll still look great. Join... Wait, I lost my spot. There it is. Join the 4 million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free worldwide using the code FTP. And that's not just on the individual things, Max. We're not just, you know, the the uh, the ball wipes that you love, you know, the, the, the face razor, the manicure set. It includes the big box packages. This is where I pass it to you. Oh, I was going to wait. There, I've clearly establish that there's four and four but apparently you can't count nope because i have it i, I don't have it shaped <laughs> yeah, that way you, that's okay it's time to bundle up with manscapes performance package 4.0 inside this package you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer their weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer which is uh fantastic i used it last night a crop preserver ball deodorant crop reviver toner performance boxer briefs and a travel bag to hold all of those goodies all you need to make your balls a priority this fourth, fourth gen- gener- oh, well, that, I was yeah, going to yeah, come yeah. in to fucking follow you. This this, <laughs> this fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents uh, thanks to their advanced skin safe tech. Keeps your balls safe, Max, which is important. Sharp shit down there, not the best idea, but thankfully with Manscaped, you can do it with the skin safe tech. It also gives you the ability to turn on the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave Plus, it is waterproof. So, if you are wanting to shave your dick uh, and ball bag region, but it's the power's gone out uh, and it's... it's somehow it, raining inside. It's somehow <laughs> it's raining inside. Uh, the only thing you, you can... You know you can still at least use your Lawnmower 4.0. So, that's right. Rain or shine, that Lawnmower 4.0 works to keep your apples crisp. Manscaped has also moved beyond your Down Under by releasing their Ultra Premium Collection. This is their full body collection, including shampoo, body wash, moisturizer, deodorants that will have you smelling sweeter than the autumn air. Hey, now, Max, but you're sitting there with your lovely trim ball, your front area, maybe your, your, your butt, your, your undercarriage, but and then you're smelling good, your, hair, your shampoo's all in that, your deodorant's all nice, but you got to keep those the, that front area in something. And that's right, this this month, Manscaped launched their boxes 2.0. We have both had the honors of testing out these new boxes. And Max is putting words in my mouth here, but he can say it's some of the softest fabric of any underwear that he has used. Now, is that is that shoot or is that a work? Is that is that real? Oh, oh no, this is this is these are great. Yeah. I think I need to I need to order some more. <laughs> yeah, they're they pretty fantastic actually. And it's so breathable, it's like gills for your groin. They even trademarked the jewel pouch, so you know it's serious. Jewel pouch, a lovely little uh different material area just for your front, which is a big thing. So look, just like I, us. I still like the fact that they're just open in the front too. Yeah, the fly. Like, the fly is the, so the, good. The fly, yeah. Like, look, there are other, there are other like you know, undie companies out there. You see them across the Facebooks or whatever, and they promote the ones that don't have the fly. What are you doing? The fly is the answer. Your underpants need the dick hole. Otherwise, because you once you get you know once you get the underpants at the right spot, the the waist strap like it sits comfortably. You know what I mean? Like you don't you don't move it around. You just pull your, you do what you gotta do, go to the bathroom, and you're done, skis. So look, maybe it's your time. We think it might be your time to invest in your family jewels. So let your bowls breathe. That's an overstatement. That's putting words in my mouth again, there, Max. And gets twenty percent off, uh, twenty percent off plus free worldwide shipping by using the code FTP at au.manscaped.com. Anyways, that's enough about the, the, the promoting of the things. Let's get to the section called Inform the Plays. We tell you about what happened this week in PlayStation. 
So we're going to kick things off with uh, the most exciting news, right? Oh, yeah. State of play. After what feels like a long radio silence, I think it's been about two, three months, Sony has confirmed an upcoming state of play for Friday the 3rd of June at 8 a.m. local here in Australia time. It is due to contain, quote, a sneak peek at several games in development for PlayStation VR 2, as well as some exciting reveals from our third-party partners set to last around 30 minutes. What are they showing off, Ryan? All right. Look, a couple things here. So the focus is on first and third party. Is that correct? Uh, from what their quote was, it was, we're looking at PSVR 2 stuff and mm-hmm. some third party partner reveals. Mm, okay. So that does change some things. Because originally, my, my first thought was, ah. I will, I will double check the PlayStation blog though, as you, as you start your... Look, uh, yeah, I'm pretty... Con- in my head, I was like, oh, you know, we might get- this might be where we get the God of War. That would be pretty sick. God of War back end of the year. They dropped the date. And maybe not so much. Oh, could it be The Last of Us? Maybe not so much. So if we're looking at third parties, we're looking at PSVR 2, um, it does change a couple of things. One, let's look at PSVR 2. Now, I know that over the last week, there was a financial call uh, with PlayStation. And during that the financial call, they did mention that they have upwards of 20 sort of major uh, PSVR game, 2 games in the works, whether they be first party or third party. Um, so I maybe we'll see some of those. But even then, like outside of Horizon uh, Call to the Mountain, which we know will, which we're pretty confident can, will be a launch game for PSVR 2. What else is there? I think, I'll, I think I've lost you. You're like, got some mad predator voice happening and the Discord's frozen. Ah. So, uh, okay, so it, no, you're back. It appears oh. my internet's been hot, hot poos. It, it could be mine. I don't know. Mine's been pretty pretty funky i heard something about the the horizon forbidden mountain thing yep, so, yeah for, sorry for horizon call, yeah call the mountain being the presumable launch title for the psvr2 and if they got 20 up their sleeve what could it be i mean i'm personally i'm hoping for half-life alex yes, i think that might be on the list and if they're going to i would say they would maybe announce that closer to the release date of psvr2 as that like final incentive but then again alex was how long ago now a couple of years now i'm pretty sure yeah so if they held out another like presumable eight to twelve months it's very unlikely that people are going to give a shit about half-life alex in there you go half-life alex came out march 2020 all right so it's been two years so if they say wait another eight months to announce that it's coming it's no longer going to be the system cell that it once was. Maybe now is the time to talk about Alex. Yeah. Hmm. And then, of course, there's, uh, you know, maybe like one of the biggest problems they had is like first party involvement. Maybe we'll get some more first party things. I doubt. Oh, we should know that. Was it fucking Fire Sprite? They're working on a v- uh, PSVR thing. Maybe we'll see that. But in terms of third party partners, uh, what I'm thinking and is Hogwarts. We'll get a date. Potentially, uh, I know the well, one. Hogwarts just showed off some of their accessibility stuff, mm-hmm. uh, like last week or the mm. week and uh, this sense, week, and dual sense specific features. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that makes sense. Oh yeah. Sense. When do you, when are we call it Oct- September? I think it was October. I think the I think the game guide was coming out in October. Yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> so, I'm gonna. That's that's for funsies. Let's have a look. Let's look at let's look at the month ahead. So I'm gonna say I'm thinking it's September. It's normally a Friday. I'm going to. I was oh, I was got, I was thinking 30th of September. I'm gonna go Friday 30th of September. Unless they're gonna play it to. Um... Oh yeah yeah. I think there's Wednesday. That's, Wednesday it's, one of term. <laughs> for like Harry sep- Potter uh, it's like September d- uh, 1 no yes yes September 1st I think so so, so September 1st is a Thursday so it's kind of possible mm. okay it, that would work I think from a themed standpoint 
Yeah. So that, that could work. That, that could, could work. work. But I'm pretty like, what? So that's four months from now. Oh, actually, no, it would be just three-ish months from from the state of play. Is that enough. enough time? I think so. Yeah, I think, yeah, three, three to four months is probably the best marketing time you can really just like run with it and smash it in that time which is probably ideal but mm. you know especially when you're when uh i know that you're uh kind of holding out hope that another third party partner would be uh final fantasy yeah so obviously uh the game is apparently playable from start to finish and they've, they've just been bug fixing mm. we've been speaking about that for the last two weeks we do know that there was a trailer that had been delayed mm. um i'm pretty sure this coming week is their anniversary week mm. so it kind of makes sense it kind of fits all those things i mean if final Fantasy's not there we can probably assume that we're gonna see more of forspoken which is coming out in october yeah that's another console exclusive along with uh final fantasy 16 um so it makes sense to see it would make sense to see them there in some capacity interesting interesting um the other one could be uh call of duty modern warfare 2 mm-hmm. that was announced earlier this week we know Ooh, that yeah, they've yeah. got a marketing we deal we, we know that they have a marketing deal with sony we know that the playable beta will be coming to sony consoles first mm-hmm. maybe they drop the the date for that like most likely we will you know we could see that mm-hmm. um apparently friend of the show Panj just uh popped into our chat and um rumor has it modern warfare 2 could be supporting psvr 2 so that would imply psvr 2 is coming out within the next couple of months to the end of the not, to, necess- not, not necessarily until around October November of next year that makes sense mm. that checks out I don't know so because I mean COD's been dated for the 28th of October like we know we know when that's coming yeah look look maybe yeah. we'll see some of like those uh you I know mean, it is just a rumor you know grain of salt yeah yeah so but maybe we could see some of those indie games <sighs> Stray, like, like Stray, Stray or, you know, goodbye good Pokemon. Apparently the release date for Stray leaked recently um, and it's set to come out in June. Um, I think I've put it in our chat. Let me just pull it up real quick. Uh, where is it? Yeah, it could be like, yeah, you know, there goodbye Volcano uh, According to PlayStation database, Stray will be releasing 19th of July. Could, now that again... Grand of Salt could be a placeholder placeholder date, but yeah. um, you know it is looking at coming out this year. And a more independent game does benefit from a shorter from a shorter release mm-hmm. date announced till release. Like that's hundred percent true, especially when there's a thousand indie games everywhere, plus big games all over the place. If you if you can say your indie game's coming out in like three weeks, and that's when people get excited because it's it can still yeah. stick within their memories. But uh, look, speaking of sticking within your memories, there are some things that will just hang around forever, and one of those things is the PS4. So Max, the PS4 is apparently dying in 2025. So coming from a, ch- a chart taken from Sony's recent investor presentation, it shows how the company is planning to evolve its p- first party output moving forward. Part of this mentioned in a column marked 2025 that there is no longer PS4 support. It'll just be PS5, PC, and mobile. Now, with the PS4 launching in November of 2013, this will put it at a 12-year life cycle from from start to finish, uh, obviously with the, the PS5 coming out in 2020. There's like a five-year rollover, crossover, Well, because remember when PS3 to PS4 uh, was like extended? Was it, was it PS3 to PS4? No, PS4 life cycle in general was extended because of the financial crisis, whatever it was. Mm. Like the shelf life of these of these consoles is just getting longer and longer and longer. I mean, granted, also it make they they probably didn't plan on supporting the PS4 all the way through to 2025, mm. but when they can't make enough consoles to to make that shift it does kind of 
tie their hands a little bit. And additionally, with the, with the in, in, e, the introduction of the PS4 Pro, it has extended out the life cycle of the PS4 by not having such a huge differential between the current and the next gen. Which you know, PS4 like a PS4 mm. or PS5, astronomical. PS4 PS4 Pro or PS5, pretty good. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it makes sense, like why they would want that jump. But to me, I. I think in, a, in some capacities, I think that is still a little bit too long. Um, but they're obviously looking at the data. They have more data than we would have in terms of, hey, we're not going to be able to hit the numbers that we want for the PS5 in the next couple of years. All right, well, that's... Sorry, in the, in the near future, that's, that's just cut off by 2025. It should be... It should be pretty possible that it would get done by there. But even then, that's off the back, Max. This week, they were in this same... Inve- no, sorry, it wasn't in this investor call. There was, a, there was a communication with a company TCL, and they put up a, uh, a slide uh, in a presentation that they did, and it mentioned the introduction of a 9.5 generation. Uh, in a couple in this year or next year I believe so they're essentially saying that there will be a PS5 Pro and it will be in the next couple of years off the back of that do you think what do you think um uh, my understanding of that because I read that article my understanding was that it wasn't part of Sony's investor call it was no it was, it was CCL's, that company yeah was that company's thing and sony hasn't mentioned it at all so is this them just predicting based on uh you know previous years that there would be a model within the first few years and that just makes sense to them or is this something deeper because it seems odd that they're like yeah let's let's make the pro but we still can't meet demand on this on the consoles that we should be selling now anyway and like i get that obviously you can still onboard people at the pro level or whatever but there's there's still so many people trying to get these things there's probably so many on back order that and they're trying to fill those orders and then you turn around and be like hey we've we've got the pro now and then everyone all of a sudden mass cancels their orders to try and get these new ones yeah it's, so it's weird a couple things that, 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 that that's jumping out for me here so with the idea of a of a mid-gen refresh now this mid-gen ref- refresh can be a step up in terms of the ps5 pro uh it could just be a redesign it could be like a you know maybe because like this is one of the things with any sort of tech over a window of time they then they they find ways to improve it find ways to even reduce the size of the silicon the chips that are in there etc etc so especially right now pardon me, with the chip shortages, with the stock shortage, with the supply supply line challenges, if they can find a way to somewhat redesign the console and like make the, uh, you know, the, the chips smaller, you, you losing, you know, you, using less silicon, using less materials, therefore it's actually of a greater incentive for them to do that redesign. Because if everything's done on the wafer as they, as they refer to it, right? You know, the big piece and they cut all, they punch all the smaller chip mm. bits out of it. If they can cram like, more per wafer success and right now if they follow the same formula of the launch ps5 that's the problem so there's that potential if they go for a slim ps5 ps5 slim or a ps5 not as huge um that would be probably a good indicator but once again previously a mid-gen refresh has yeah that's the official title like the the ps5 um would would benefit from from a reduction in, in size if it could but as you said like there's no real i don't think there's quite there's i don't know what they could do to bump that next step like they could talk they could talk about offering 8k no one fucking has four that, not well, everyone that, has that, 4K. that that was the that was i think included in the slide it was they were going to hit that that 60 to 120 frames in 4k and then you'd be able to push that 8k at I would presume they would be able to get like 30 frames. Yeah, and it's what, you know, right now we still can't entirely get 4K 60, you know? So mm. don't make it 8K 60, you know? It's one, of, it's one of those weird things. Like, I understand they want to push forward, especially when the novelty, like, you know, 4K option's pretty I mean, good, but the... I mean, because the other thing is, when you buy a PS5, it says right on the box, 8K ready. Yeah. Yep. 
<laughs> yep. I think I even know someone with an AK TV. No. No. <laughs> Look, because it's one of those things, Max. Like, right now, you're like, oh, look at this sweet fucking TV that I have that's 8K. I don't know anyone with an 8K TV. Most people I know have uh, have a 4K at least. But there's some things we could be watching on this on our new TVs, Max. Mm. So, in the recent uh, Q&A with the investors, Sony has confirmed the existence of uh, TV adaptations for three of its biggest franchises. All right, let's see. God of War. Perfect. Horizon. Excellent. And Gran Turismo. What the fuck, Max? Are all getting TV shows. God of War is heading to Amazon. Horizon will be calling Netflix home. And no one wants to play with Gran Turismo yet. Nice. Hmm. Peacock. I've got some. Thi- I've, I've got some things to say. You go first. Uh, so God of War has been speculated for ages. And Amazon has been always been the, the name associated with it. So it's no surprise that that's where it's going. It seems cool. Uh, the thing I I just don't know. TV is definitely the best way to adapt video games. I find that movies just aren't long enough to, you know, give the character development, give the story time to, you know, time to, to grow essentially. But at the same time, I don't want a shot for shot I, do, I don't want to see a movie over the game I've already played mm-hmm. so I think all of these will depending on how well The Last of Us TV show goes with HBO because obviously uh, Druckmann has been working with the production team on that and hopefully it's good because the majority of the time Video games do not make great movies or TV shows. Um, it's it's that hard part of taking an interactive medium and putting it in a non-interactive space, mm-hmm. and it just doesn't translate very well. No, no. It'll also depend on casting because we're going to essentially know these characters with one voice, and they're going to be completely different in these TV adaptations, most likely. Mm-hmm. So you, you'll have that weird, uh, what's the word? I'm, what's that um, thing that I'm looking for? That's you've got one. You got you got, you got the your idea of what they sound like in your mind, but they look they, they don't look the way they sound. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kind of kind of thing, as I so eloquently put it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what the fuck a Gran Turismo. Yeah movie is going to be because those games don't really have a like a quote-unquote story you kind of just do the races to unlock the cars and you just get better like are they going to go like um fast and furious style with it or are they (laughs) i think friend of the show uh referenced initial d the old (laughs) (laughs) um Racing, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they would do for Gran Turismo. Like, Horizon and God of War seem pretty straightforward. You can tell some pretty cool stories inside of those worlds. But Gran Turismo is essentially just a, a guy who races cars on racetracks. <laughs> All right, so there's a couple of things I'm looking at here. One, God of War. We've talked about it before, um, about how I, I would love to see it. I'm excited. Uh, I, if it was me, I would set it in the north norse which would allow then flashbacks to the the greek um which would be cool i think that would be a, a much better setup for a show it's great character the show is built on character development it makes sense horizon fantastic it is such a beautiful world that i think you can really expand upon uh as long as you get that that red-headed chick that would smash john snow in uh, game of thrones then was then we're everything's coming up millhouse gran turismo i'm gonna throw something out there max Mm. I, if it was me, I don't think this is a story-based show. What well, are you thinking? Like Top Gear? Yes. <laughs> because this look at think about it. What so in terms of the 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 reputation, the history that is Gran Turismo, and it's in, it's incredibly encapsulated in Gran Turismo Seven, is it is made by people that love cars 
and the ins and outs of cars, all of it, right? You can see yeah. the passion of the team. So, and that comes through with the fans. You know, Gran Turismo has been one of the biggest names in racing simulation games forever, for like 20 years, right? So, if you make a series called Gran Turismo, and it is all about, you know, not kind of like Top Gear, and it's about, hey, check out this awesome sweet car, and they break it down into its parts, and they chuck it on a track, and they, you know, run it the best they can, and maybe not in the same vein of silliness that, that like, Top Gear did, but maybe more of a, like, a, a, a show about cars for car enthusiasts. And it's like goes into like the fucking differential and how the aircon does things and how the wheels forward. You know, it's like all those like real deep cut shit. You're like wheels going forward, you know, in, in this show. Like that's what I would see. <laughs> wheels going forward, such a deep cut in yeah. car show. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> that's what I would see would be. And I think that is in terms of it. I love the idea that Sony wants to make a great, you know, in the same way their games are very character driven drama action games. Having them go down that that space in TV makes sense. Look, Twisted Metal looks to be a little bit blurred line and a little bit silly, which is kind of cool. But Gran Turismo, as you said, there is no story. There is no characters. There is no drama. There's no development. It's just the cars. So I think that primarily for whatever show they're building, they're just going to essentially... Oh my God, are they going to make cars? What, like but Disney's Gran- cars? Yeah, but Gran Turismo... <laughs> Uh, mm, I hope not. But I hope not. One of the things that I do really like about what they're doing, and this is it: God of War at Amazon, Horizon at Netflix, Last of Us at HBO, you know, um, Twisted Metal Metal at Peacock. Peacock. This is what I like because this is what I'm seeing. So what I'm seeing is Sony going, aha. We need particular distribution, particular studios that can that can best assist the IP. Show, uh, sorry, HBO, perfect for perfect, fucking perfect for The Last of Us. What's HBO known for? Gritty, real, character-driven drama. Amazon, what what's some of their biggest standouts that Amazon has done? What's that fucking uh uh? god show that they did a couple years ago oh um american gods american gods that's got no shit in it doesn't it yeah i mean like but like if you look at some of the, yeah cool so they've got some stuff that amazon is starting to get re- a reputation around some good some good stuff additionally netflix for horizon who out of all the subscription services has the most money to fuck around with netflix so not anymore not anymore no no but who's willing to invest the most money into their product is netflix because when you're fucking around in horizon you need some kick-ass cg because that world is very demand you can't send it to like peacock people don't have the money to deliver what is horizons horizon as a series and Peacock, Peacock is lighthearted, it's silly, it kind of fits that, MP, that, that NBC, Peacock, like Peacock guys do WWE for Christ's sake, you know what I mean? Like it, it's, it channels a different thing. So for me, this looks like in terms of PlayStation Productions is they are going, ah, let's find the right party that supports us. Very similar to what Marvel are doing at the moment with the idea of, I want to go to Insomniac for this, we're going to go over here for Star Wars, we're going to go over there for that and this for that. No, they got they they're going to what will best support the IP rather than locking in exclusive deals because like we know that Sony has Sony Pictures sorry does have a distribution agreement with Netflix, so in theory they could have just shoved everything on Netflix, mm. but that wouldn't support the creative process in terms of what what they would like to see the outcome being. I feel, and this is the right call. speaking of right calls uh the same one of them ps plus launched last week max uh in the in the asias uh except japan uh and there's been some problems 
So customers that were finding uh, customers were finding that if they wished to upgrade their services to a higher tier, but they had brought their current subscription either on sale, you know, like banking up the PS Pluses when they're cheap or PS Nows or whatever, you would have to pay the upgrade fee plus the discount. So you would have to pay the difference, then the extra tier. This has since been fixed, however, with a statement from Sony saying, quote, due to a technical error, players in Asia who have previously purchased the PlayStation Plus membership at a discount may have may have been incorrectly charged for their upgrade pricing. This error has been fixed and impacted players will receive a credit. We thank you for your patience. And this comes from the Twitter of Ask PlayStation, which is the official Twitter for the US where you can ask PlayStation for help and they will fix a problem that you are having. PlayStation really don't have refund in their vocabulary, they do they? They do not. <laughs> like, they've 100% overcharged you and they don't give you your money back. They, they're like... You can kind of sort of have it back, but you still have to spend it with us. Yeah. Like, oh, we already gave it to us. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, you, pull, you pulled it out of my wallet. Yeah. Yes, that is, <laughs> that is true. But we're giving the money back to you. Are you really? No, we're not really. <laughs> I mean, it's good that at least they've rectified that issue. I do find it kind of... I, I think they should have refunded the money as opposed to give credit um but obviously it is what it is what it is and at least you're getting something back to a degree this isn't this wasn't an error yeah my my assumption is it wasn't an error this Be wasn't because an error. they specifically blocked you from being able to do this a couple of weeks back um, the smoke is there the fire is there this was exactly the plan that PlayStation had moving forward and then simply due to backlash they went oh fuck well we better correct this then eh that's what this is they would have more than happily made you pay the difference they would have more than happily made you pay that on top of the extra to get to the other tier this is 100% and like, their plan and like you couldn't break it up either so if you had 4 years worth of PlayStation Plus to upgrade you had to upgrade all four years yeah <laughs> that is fucking dumb they essentially just went out of their way to shaft the people that had stacked their ps plus yeah sony are just they have they have such dumb dumb things here and there like it's just oh painful I'm, but I'm, then I'm they back it up because now you have all this credit on your account because <laughs> they you know they you over they overcharge your ps plus but it's cool today's a play this 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 week max so a bunch of uh digital games are, uh, are much cheaper on the store there's a big huge sale uh physically there's games for sale there's controllers that are marked down there's psvr bundaroos all the things you'd want with playstation all on a sale you grabbing anything Look, I want the I've, I've, I want the I've three controller. I've three PS5 controllers. I'm good. Yeah. Look, I want to actually. I actually need to talk to Ethan about getting my third controller. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I want to piss off the white one and get the purple one, because no, especially when those purple sides are coming out. Even though I have purple sides, I want those ones as well. I will say I got one of those fancy um, uh, one of the, the sky blue. Oh, that sky blue is nice. So, mm. well. Going back to PlayStation Plus stuff. Oh. Sony has given us a little more insight into how the new PlayStation Plus tiers, extra and premium, will work. Okay. Uh, so the game selections for both of these tiers will change over time as we knew, but now we know when these refreshes are going to happen. For PlayStation Plus Essential, that is what we all have today, the monthly games will continue to drop on the first Tuesday of each month. Mm -hmm. Obviously, extra and premium also get those. But the extra and premium lineups will ref will refresh, quote, in the middle of the month. Sony states that the number of new games added per month will vary. So we'll get two updates per month for PlayStation Plus. The first one being the standard PlayStation Plus games that everyone gets. Mm -hmm. And then mid-month, the catalog of games will change up. They'll either add stuff, they could remove stuff. Uh, that'll all happen mid-month. 
it's interesting that they still have they still have the monthly free games, which makes sense. It's part of the minimum. They can't change that. Do you think there'll be a staggeringly diminished diminished decline? Uh, sorry, diminished result uh, delivery. What fuck? Whatever the word I'm looking for. Personally, I think we've been seeing that for the last few months. <laughs> yeah, it has gone slow. And I and if you have if you overlook games with gold, there is nothing of consequence ever because, in games with gold. Because anymore. when you think about it, they they're supposed to be giving us what seven up to around seven hundred titles, four hundred of those being PS4, PS5 titles. There's 500, 400 games that you can never give away for free on PlayStation Plus now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, don't get me wrong, there are thousands of games on your PS4. But... So, yeah. Yeah, look, it's... um. I like the idea of the, in the, in the changing every month, but, you know, which is good. Very similar to how, like, the Nintendo eShop used to do it for a while there. They'd just, like, you know, drop some things. Like, it would all come down to what their minimum is each month, right? Yeah. <sighs> so that late night's really started to kick in. Um, They're like, oh, well, here's two games. Like, well, that's a bit yeah. shit. But they're like, look, here's a couple of... Cla- like, here's three classics. Here's three PS4 games. Here's a PS5 game. Couple of PSPs. You know what I mean? Like, they kind of, like, add it as, like, a collective. It's like, hey, there's 20 things in here, and they're scattered amongst all three of the... Four of the generations. There you go. Mm. In addition to this news, uh, Sony also stated that um, you will be able to play those downloaded titles offline. However, you will need to... Co- uh, you will need to connect weekly to give the servers the old handshake to make sure that you are still a PlayStation Plus deluxe tier subscriber. So the company has clarified this on the PlayStation blog, quote, when playing a downloaded game from the game's catalog on PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium plans, you'll need to connect to PlayStation Network every seven days to validate your PlayStation Plus membership to maintain your access to the game. This is the same validation that was required for PlayStation Now, although on PlayStation Now it was a 14-day check-in period, mm. not a seven-day check-in period. I, and, and of course, it's the same thing when it comes to your PS Plus free games as well. You need to be like, hey, I have these, and it goes, oh, ping, and then ensures you have the license. And that would have to be an ongoing thing. I don't think it was as, as regular as seven days or 14 days, but there were times you would have to ping the server to pick up your PS Plus license. So I don't have a problem with that because if you're using online services like this, you have the fucking internet. Mm. It's not a major thing. But uh, look, as we said, a lot of games come to PS Plus. Here are some games that are just coming out. Uh, here it's a bunch of new release dates this week. Uh, Forspoken. I think technically Forspoken isn't a new release date. Well, it got pushed. Um, didn't it? Uh, I think I added it because it's been rated in Europe now. Yeah. Suggesting yeah. that its new release date should stick. Yeah. So it got pushed. And then, yeah, since, yeah, as you said, since been ra- rated in Europe, which is suggesting the 11th of October date will be correct. Cool. Unless <sighs> Final Fantasy 16 comes in and kicks it out of place and takes their date. and Yeah. Look, uh, I did. Them back into 2023. I think I heard somewhere that they would happily push Forspoken if the Final Fantasy was coming out instead. Yeah. Yeah, which makes sense. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 uh, was announced over on Twitter this week with a cool little art video. Showed off the, just what would be the the, the, the key art. Uh, and it was coming on the 28th of October. So a little bit earlier than normal. Not the last couple of years, they've, they've hit November. So that's a win. Uh, Lord of the Rings Gollum. Gollum. Uh, with a new trailer. Uh, says that it's coming out September 1st. Mm. I fucking forgot that game existed. And uh, Temtem, so like uh, the sh- the world uh, Pokemon ripoff, but Pokemon. isn't yeah, come over not Pokemon, finally leaving early access and will launch in its 1.0 version as of September six. Some quick biddies. <sighs> Rumor has oh, it damn. Killzone VR was in development, but could have moved to PSVR two. That's cool. Mm. Star Wars Jedi Survivor was revealed earlier this week, set to launch 2023. Oh man, give me some... Uh, like, I... I like the way you're not like a Soulsborn guy, but Jedi Fallen Order was okay. Yeah, Star Wars. And because it has difficulty sliders. <laughs> That's the answer. No, no, because like the... the, the, yeah, the, the, yeah. the, the, the gameplay, like the mechanisms, the mechanics that, that are used within... Uh, that Soulsborne-esque gameplay, the, you know, a block, parry, 
light hat tech heavy tech awesome the dot whole like dodge you know looking for you know patterns etc not a problem but when you have one one option that option is to get like your face sexually assaulted no slider it's the answer the callisto protocol is no longer part of the PUBG verse thank christ PSVR 2 will have over 20 major launch titles. Yeah, throwing back to what I said before. The Quarry will be missing its online multiplayer at launch, but will support local multiplayer. The game releases on the 10th of June with its online support set to arrive on the 8th of July. Holy shit, that's like two weeks away. Yeah. Damn. And a big one, God of War Ragnarok has been rated in Korea. What? I don't know. I don't know what the, I don't know what that means. I don't. I, I had to look into it. I went onto Korea's ratings website. I was wondering if their process just fucking took way longer than anywhere else in the world. That's why all these rating leaks come from Korea. No. And uh, turns out their website can't be fucking translated properly. So I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? They just maybe they just give less shits than maybe they other. need like six months in advance notice to rate something probably. Well, I was, I was listening to another podcast this week, which is uh, Sacred Symbols. Uh, they were talking about the the uh, process for getting your game rated. Now, of course, you don't you don't always have to provide the game to be rated. You just have to say, "Hey, the game is the following." Like there hmm. th- there will be violence, and it'll be it's a it's, it'll be a medium of a medium level, and it will be like this. Hmm. So, like, hey, there will be sexual references. They're about you know low, medium, or high, and they will refer to this. But if you submit your game and what you've provided as information around those guidelines is inaccurate, apparently it will just like shaft your game. So in terms of your, you cannot build the game, put it in for put it in for uh, a classification, and then just can keep working on it and then add a bunch of more violent shit. You know, add a because one what you submit has to be accurate. Mm. So there is a little bit of safety in knowing that a game when submitted to be classified is looking pretty good in terms of its now near is that, re- re- is that reveal. but whose classification board is that is that uh, yeah. the u.s i believe that would be the u.s because that may not be the same in korea it's but definitely not the same here why, but why <laughs> would you submit it separately why would you be like oh well, let's do korea now we'll do japan in a couple of months i mean i mean, we'll I mean do who US knows in three months that's what I mean. That's that's why I had to look to see if I could find out, like, because all these leaks that come out where you know it's like, oh, a game has been rated. It's always Korea. Yeah, Australia's like, done a couple. Like a Korea, just like super lax in their security when it comes to shit like that, or is it one of those things where it just takes so long to get anything rated in Korea that they just have to get a head start? Potentially, but like, I don't. Yeah, maybe it's because their website's so anusly translated. Who knows? no idea upcoming titles Max because we haven't had a top 10 best selling games in a very long time fuck Sony first of all Sony uh, PlayStation decided to stop doing the drop and now they stopped doing the best top 10 best selling games in Australia disappointing upcoming titles 31st of May Snow Runner on your PS5 on the 1st of June Silt PS5 to PS4 that was Slit I'm like that sounds like a very inappropriate game uh, 2nd of June, got a couple. You got Behind the Frame, The Finest Scenery on PS4, Gig Apocalypse on PS4, Graviator Recharge, PS5 and PS4, Soldiers, S-O-U-L-D-I-E-R-S, PS5, Surface Rush, Rush, PS5, PS4, 3rd of June, Super Perils of Baking. Speaking of uh, uh, Sacred Symbols, that game is made by uh, uh, Colin Moriarty Studio. Uh, Wonder Boy Collection on the PS4, and that is it. So look, Max, when you're like, oh, what, you know, oh, there's, you know, there's 700 games that won't be available on PS Plus. Guess what? There's six more that will be able to make your way to PS Plus. Will you be disappointed? Yeah, I'm, Damn I'm right you will be. A Wonder Boy collection. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll play some Perils of Baking. Why not? It's because I, I like Colin and I like uh, his studio and stuff. So I might check that out. But other than that, I say that knowing full well that I won't because like <laughs> in my basket on my PS4 right now I have uh, a game called Serial Cleaner which is like three bucks and I'd be spotting it I see it all the time and I want to play it apparently the, so it's essentially like a uh, 2.5D sort of game where you got to you know you your job is to break in a place and clean up murder scenes break, break okay 
So like the idea is that someone's like, hey, uh, this person, you're, you're, you know, like in Pulp Fiction, right? You know, the mm. Harvey Cartel's character. Same concept. You've got to dodge police. You've got to, you know, you've got to get in, get your job done and get out. That sounds mad. I, I was always going to pick it up on Switch because that's where I see it on sale the most. It's like three bucks. I'm like, eh, maybe. Secondly, I have the Disney collection, you know, which is the Aladdin and Lion King game. Because I grew up playing both those, and I that has the right amount of nostalgia, and I've never finished either of them because I was an I was an incompetent gamer as a child. Now, as a severely more incompetent gamer in my thirties, I was like, you know what? Maybe I should waste my money, and also be bad at it now. Uh, that's funny. That's I thinking. finished them both. They're, they're pretty good games. They're pretty good games. But yeah, other than that, who knows, who knows what I'll play. Yeah. Anyway, so that does bring us to the end of another episode. A bit of a bit of a shorter one this week, comparatively, just over the hour, but uh, a lot a lot tidier. Yeah. Woo, two hundred fifty. Two fifty. <laughs> get fucking excited and stuff, or don't. We didn't. <laughs> I actually, for some reason, thought it was next week. I thought this was two forty nine. Nah, it is two forty nine. The two forty nine was last week. So I was like, oh um, man, we should probably do something for next week. Forgot. Mm. Anyway, I, I spoke to Ali about it. And she's like, I'm not getting balloons again. Yeah, those balloons like, were really cool I'm for like, 200. Though. Like that's fair. That's fair. Well, we don't have, like, we don't really have a, a big studio space for us to work in anymore, so it's kind of mm. not as fun to make balloons. Those balloons were really cool though for 200. It's hard to believe it's they been got, 50 episodes they, since then. They got in the way. They got in the way so hard. <laughs> Speaking of getting in the way, let's not take up too much time the, from these people's. All right, everyone. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, you can. Come and check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those links can be found in the description below. You can join us as the conversation happens. Head over to twitch.tv slash popcultures, where you can watch us record this show live, where you can jump in the chat and you can become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you are listening to the podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you are listening to watching us on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. If uh you want what was the next part if you want to support us financially you can head over to patreon.com slash pop culture as well as our merchandise store popculture.com slash shop we buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it or you can help support the brands help support us just like manscape by heading over to au.manscape.com use the promo code ftp save yourself 20 percent off and get free worldwide shipping but until next week i'm ryan betson i'm max cooper and that was for the players Almost forgot my own name. Yeah. <laughs> Is like a black, black, what? <laughs> yeah, 250 episodes. <laughs> 250 episodes, still doesn't know his name. <laughs>